Welcome to the Life Well Done Podcast. Optimizing physical, mental, and emotional being. Challenge plus change equals growth. Growth, 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 growth. Hey, what's up everyone? Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Life Well Done Podcast. Uh, we're fresh off of a, a great episode with fantastic responses from the wonderful Jenna Kennedy. Um, good friend of mine. She's doing absolutely amazing things uh, for women's health and wellness. Um, make sure if you haven't haven't checked out that last episode to do so. She was uh, she was amazing. I'm truly grateful to have had her on and looking forward to working with her again in the future. Um, before we get into everything today, um, I want to make sure that everybody, please, if you do me a favor, go on to uh, iTunes and and rate the podcast five star would be awesome but rate it honestly and uh, leave a comment that would be super sweet uh, makes a huge difference in terms of getting listeners and everything and trying to promote uh, my message so if you are listening and believe in it that would be amazing of you and uh, don't be afraid to share with your friends that would be cool too um, things to be on the lookout for the website is not up yet we ran into a couple issues with the hosting site which will remain nameless for right now um, but hopefully in the next week, everything gets switched, situated um, and virtual training will be up and live there. We'll be doing some nutrition work, virtual training, and different plans there. Um, also o- uploading free daily workouts for you. But you can also uh, find the podcast there, YouTube, blog. Um, that will all be there as well. So some cool things happening there. Um, in the meantime, be sure to find me on Instagram at LifeWellDone. Also have a Facebook page going and Twitter's uh, open and ready for conversation as well. Um, but for today, I wanted to, I've been sitting on this topic for a little bit, something I think about a lot, something I struggle with. Uh, I think I've struggled with all my life. And um, it's, it's a little bit inspired from sitting down with Jenna last week. So I decided that today would be a great day to come in and talk about nutrition, recovery, and just optimizing our health through um, food. And uh, a lot of this is gonna be very basic. It's not gonna be keto or carnivore. Uh, I know a lot of people that have listened to this know that I've gone carnivore, I worked with keto, and I'm, I'm fans of both. There's really only one thing I'm not a, a major fan of, and I'll, I'll probably dive into that just a little bit, but this is really just uh, something very basic, maybe a template that we can follow as far as quality of food, and really get us into the right track to understanding, uh, maybe becoming a little bit more aware of what we're putting into our body, how we're feeling, how we're fueling our workouts, our mind, our gut, all these things. So um, it, it's one of the last things that we talk about with clients and, and such, mostly because it's the most difficult thing to master. Nutrition and sleep are, are really the foundation of our health and, and performance. So it is, it is something difficult that needs to be taken seriously. Uh, our health relies on it for the most part, and, and, and we can pretty much avoid a lot of uh, disease and illnesses and remain healthy. So we'll dive into that a little bit. Um, and again, this is just the basics. It's not a, a one-size-fits-all type thing, but it's something that we can get you going with and create a little bit of a foundation, and then we can dress up, dress it up from, from there as, as we get involved in it and understand our eating habits better and what makes us feel good or bad or whatever. So um, in talking about nutrition recovery, we use food, it should be used to optimize performance or maximize our health and, and immune function. And really, I'll dive into where the immune function comes from, but immune function allows us to recover better and after training, um, to avoid illnesses or even you know um, bounce back from illnesses much quicker. 
one of the hard things that I've always struggled with is is um, there are no good or bad foods. Just like in life, it's just a label. Uh, there's no good or bad. Obviously, we have to understand the good. We have to have the bad. These types of things. But when it comes to food, it's just it's calorie in, calorie out. And although I think that that is factual, I think calorie in, calorie out is real um, and is very important. I don't think that it's that cut and dry. I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. I mean, if you're asking me if if I have 100 grams of steak or or 100 grams of protein or whatever it might be, the same amount of chicken and, and steak, which one's going to be more beneficial to steak is. It's just more nutrient dense. So, so I'll dive into something like that. But um, in knowing that the labels, we're, we're always going to look at the quality of food. We want we want to have high nutrient dense food. So um, one thing that Jen and I had talked about was that nutrition is very mental. There's a lot of emotions that go into eating, especially if you, uh, something I've struggled with all my life. I've never been diagnosed with eating disorder, but the relationship I have with eating is not a great one, or hasn't been, and that's one of the reasons I went carnivore. Um, but it's understanding that nutrition is also very individualized. What works for one person isn't going to be the, uh, you know, be the exact thing that works for somebody else. Could it be? Yeah, I suppose so, but it's very, very individualized and nutrition is very much about finding what works best for you. Now, we can understand that certain things, we can take your basal metabolic rate, um, which probably won't really get into here. We can take your activity levels, what you, you know, your body composition, all these types of things and kind of come up with an area, a ballpark area of what we want to do as far as macros. And I'll dive into that in a second. But that's not going to be enough when we're talking about performance and optimization. It can be something that gets our health back, it gets us right on the, on the right track, gets us into some new habits. Um, but nutrition is very individualized and it, it takes a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, nutrition definitely needs to be measurable, it needs to be repeatable. Um, it's just like our training. We can't go into training and doing random things. Um, but again, it's very mental and emotional and that's why it needs to be measurable and repeatable. Um, seeing the good and bad in training um, it's a look inside the window of training protocol so when you are eating um, it should be fueling a training or some kind of, of life uh, life form right so the human body we need to optimize that and so when we don't feel our greatest we should probably first look into what are we ingesting um, just like when our training comes south are we looking at the food are we looking at sleep and then we can kind of go from there um, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, not so much going to get into it here, but to me, there's there's a few rules, a uh, few rules and guidelines uh, for performance or health. One, uh, one of them is going to be the guidelines for sl food selection. Number one, we want to have high nutrient density. Uh, we want to reduce inflammation of the body. We want to promote gut health. And we want to improve uh, digestion. And none of this is random. It's not just like paleo. It's not this or that. Um, these are very not random things. It's something we need to really learn about. Um, and it can definitely be difficult. But to increase, I, I believe everybody's an athlete. To what level of athletics? Athleticism may differ for everybody. But the food, your food or your nutrition is definitely a look inside of that window of your performance. Um, whether it be you're just trying to walk a mile or you're just trying to get out of a chair or you're in the NFL or the NHL, these, these, uh, the, your nutrition is in sleep are definitely looks inside the window of your performance. Um, 
in as an athlete, your goal is to improve the recovery and, and drive accelerated adaptation. So accelerated adaptation is, is a theme or a um, principle of training. Um, how do we adapt? How do we drive adaptation of the body, of our performance, of our health uh, as quickly as possible without you know, in being the safest and healthiest we possibly can be? Um, so when we talk about high nutrient density, we're talking about the macro and micronutrients. So the macros, the big three would be, you know, fat, carb, and protein. And I'm going to dive into those in a little bit. But the micronutrients would be all the minerals and uh, vitamins that we're getting out of these foods, veggies, stuff like that. Um, our reducing inflammation, um, foods should not create inflammatory responses in the body. Uh, we're talking about the omega-3s and 6s and such in this position. And understanding food quality at this point definitely helps us um, reduce inflammation. Um, we'll talk about this when we talk about gut health a little bit more and how these things happen, but uh, reducing inflammation has a lot to do with the immune system as well. Uh, gut health is probably the big one. Uh, we're trying to help create and promote an environment for, for a healthy gut biome. Um, you know, when people say, trust your gut, well, how do you trust your gut without eating well? Uh, if the gut is all screwed up, we ingest something uh, that reacts poorly with our small intestine or our gut, we're going to probably get the confusion, the anxiety, depressions, whatever might be, the, the fogginess mentally. Um, so when we try, start talking about the mind-body, the, the gut-brain barriers, all these things, the connections there, uh, it's important for us to understand that fueling the gut, the small intestine, is crucial to not only living a physically healthy life, but mentally healthy life as well. Um, and then the last goal would be to improve digestion. Um, a lot of foods out there are going to be anti-nutrient foods. Uh, they, they make nutrient-dense foods not so bioavailable or harder to digest and um, makes your body not run so efficiently. So, um, you know, with all of that considered, we talk about well, what do we eat? And a couple of rules, uh, this, is, this is from my power athlete guys, and this is, may sound a little bit paleo-esque, but it's, paleo is kind of more of a brand name at this point. Um, but this is really what works for a lot of people. Uh, it seems to be the way that nutrition is headed when we're not looking at the, um, you know, the sad diet, the standard American um, way of eating. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to start thinking about, we talk about this as eat with abandon. So things we would eat with abandon, we talk about this with eating when hungry, eat till you're full. So we don't really have to measure yet. These are, those would be specific goals, but eat with, when you're hungry, eat till you're full. Um, these food contents would be meat, fowl, fish, seafood, eggs. Those would be kind of your, your that would set up your protein. Uh, red meats for sure. Um, I'll dive into a little bit more specifics of this. We want to have our veggies, roots, bulbs, tubers, stuff like that. Um, those are going to be our starches. Again, dive into that in a bit. And then we're looking at our fat content. Animal fats, coconut, um, olive oils, olives. And finally, we talk about herbs and spices. Um, what we're trying to do there is just give the body the basics. By doing that, we're allowing the body to promote its health, recover, rebuild, perform, function, do everything it needs to do while clearing out a lot of the harmful debris that might be have had from previous eating patterns. And I guess in a way it would be reduce inflammation there. Um, that will make up your macronutrients. Inside of that will be a ton of your micronutrients, so the veggies, the tubers, uh, the meat. That will all give you the essential um, 
pieces of living, your amino acid profiles, all these things that are essential for your body to function properly. Uh, when we talk about the rest of your food, we limit nuts, seeds, and fruits, maybe one to two servings per day. It's not like you're gonna blow out the seams if you kind of get away with it for a minute. But um, with this, I talk about maybe like an orange liver function. Um, oranges can, you know, a couple times, you know, a little bit throughout the day can definitely help liver function, but it's a different type of sugar. It's a fructose, so definitely goes to the, to the liver um, replenishes the glycogen in the liver, but it's not really beneficial to performance in terms of uh, replenishing muscle glycogen. Um, but I'll, I'll, again, I'll dive into that in a second. Things that we're trying to avoid, and this is the big thing, um, the grains, the pseudo-grains, legumes, soy, and then definitely your, your veggie, nut, and seed oils. Those are essentially poison. I mean, like the you go into anything, look at anything that's made right now, it's made with canola oil or whatever it is. Um, those are the absolute poison to the body. Um, won't get into the politics of it, but if you pay attention a little bit, it, it's no question why they're made, everything's made with them, they're promoted by the government. Uh, there's just a lot going on there, but they're, they're absolute poison to our body. Soy is a terrible protein. Um, or a, a terrible product for you ingest. It's inflammatory, it's linked to a bunch of cognitive issues. Um, it plays around with estrogen testosterone levels uh, in both male and female. Um, you know, so, so there's quite a bit going on there. Um, grains, gluten, there's, it, the proteins inside of grains are, are powerful. Um, they're just, they're not good for you. Uh, we wanna, cereal grains are high in a, um, Oh God, I can't remember the word, uh, prolamine. Um, they're plant protein. It's just not a complete uh, amino acid profile. So when we talk about eating meat, it's flesh builds flesh. Um, legumes are not, not the greatest uh, protein and carb setup. I know a lot of vegetarians like to go towards these things, the grains, the, the legumes, all these things, but um, legumes also lack complete amino profile. Um, some beans also be, uh, have a protease inhibitor, which means when you consume them, they're anti-nutrient. Uh, they inhibit uh, the protease, which is an enzyme responsible for actual protein synth synthesis. So when you break down the muscle in the gym um, and you ingest legumes, it actually uh, inhibits the, the, the enzyme that's going to create protein synthesis, synthesis or protein building. Um, so it's something we, we definitely wanna try to avoid there. Um, and then, you know, the vegetarian, vegan vegetarian world, it's just not a complete protein. There's a lot of supplementation that has to go on. And I'm a big proponent that you don't really need to supplement if you're eating properly. It's a kind of a money grab at that point. Um, from there, we have our 50 50, uh, which means just that it's kind of up to you. What I would suggest is that we go 30 days or so, we eat with abandon. Uh, we put those good foods in us. We take the limited foods and, and take them as we need them. We avoid the grains, pseudo grains, lagoon, soy, veggie, nuts, seed, oils. Um, but then the 50-50, we introduce uh, dairy. It's fresh, raw, the fermented, the cheese and such. And then we bring back in the oats and the rice, preferably white rice. Now, white rice may be a little bit nutrient um, lacking, but in terms of glycogen, if you put this around your workout, you it'll be great. It's a low bloating, um, low gas, um, easily digested for most people. Um, oats are pretty much the same way. Now, milk is an interesting thing, um, which I'll, I'll probably dive into in a little bit, but um, after the elimination phase, maybe maybe 
30 days or so, uh, you can introduce some of these 50-50 foods um, unless you absolutely know that you can digest, you don't have any lactose issues, anything like that. But um, Diving a little bit more into how do we set this up. And I'm not going to go into calories needed. Um, that's, that's a bit more complicated. We have a ballpark of, you know, if you're leaning, maintaining your bulking. Um, if you're interested in that, please let me know. We can definitely set that up in different ways. But um, you know, what is a macro? The macro is, is one of those big threes I had already suggested. The carb, you know, they're, they're made up of different um, energy. Uh, so carbs and proteins are, are four calories per gram, and then fat's going to have more than double that. It's about nine calories uh, per gram. So that's really energy. And, and the easiest way for me to set this up with people that are are trying to just find balance is to Break all those macros into thirds. Um, so, you know, just one third of your calories from fat, third from carbs, third from protein. And then we won't even really focus on timing of it. We just want to eat throughout the day. Um, when you when you look at the veggies, you want to make sure you're eating from the rainbow. We call it the Roy G. Biv. Um, one to two servings of rainbow color throughout the day. And we set that up. Isocaloric is that one third uh, from each portion of the macro. And for a lot of people, we put this on a leaning protocol, um, eat enough to fuel the body, and then bring down some of that body fat and get our performance to come up. Um, and this is, this is important to do with, with to me, with, with animal product. Not all proteins are created equal, as I had suggested. Animal flesh builds, animal, uh, builds flesh. So we, we phrase that as flesh builds flesh. Um, when we're talking about introducing the carbs, I generally pr uh, promote, put it around your workouts or anything, any activity that you're going to be doing. Obviously, if you're eating um, the low glycemic index foods, sweet potatoes and such, we're, we're really managing our blood sugar. So not a huge issue, but if you're really trying to, put it around your workout. Fuel your workout, recover from your workout. So we call that earn your carbs. Um, then the fat content comes up. And a lot of times there's a misnomer there that fat uh, on the plate equals fat on the waist. And that's just not really how it works. Um, animal animal fat's gonna be, fat is going to be great for us. Olive oil, tremendous setup for us. Um, we're just trying to find a healthy fat profile that creates a great hormone panel for us. Um, and the way we can do that, I mean, you're, you're talking about your meat products. Elk is pretty lean meat, but if you're having cow, you have your ribeyes, your New York strips, all these things that... Um, produce a ton of protein, a ton of animal fat, and then certainly a ton of micronutrients for us to, to uh, be bioavailable bio for us to function on. Um, eggs, we're looking at uh, hen's eggs, goose, duck, whatever you want to do. Um, fowl, anything with feathers, fish, any critters in there, seafood, same thing, your shrimps. Um, those will set up, you, set up great for micronutrients, um, but the, the protein and the fat content of them are, are, are pretty great for us as well. Um, you know, the problem with the protein is, I had stated already, is that like the meat protein is always going to be more nutrient dense. It's a complete amino pro acid profile. So it doesn't, leucine's a huge amino acid for rebuilding. And a lot of the vegan con um, um, foods that we're going to get a protein from are not going to have the same profile makeup or enough makeup to benefit us in rebuilding. So we have to start supplementing from other places. Um, when you start, again, go back to the carbohydrate, you're looking at your roofs and bulbers, your tu bulbs, your tubers, um, skin them. There's uh, some anti-nutrients in the potato skins and such um, that can become a little bit difficult. Um, but those are your starchy carbs, your potatoes, um, squashes, etc. Just use those 
um, as needed to fuel whatever you've done. So if you had an intense uh, training session, hit the hit the rice, hit the potatoes, whatever you can digest well and bring that um, that muscle uh, that, that blood sugar up, bring back the glycogen to the muscle, and we'll be all set there. Um, again, the how much. We're not going to really talk about it. I think that a calorie is a calorie to an extent. Um, again, it comes down to if I had to choose steak over chicken, I definitely would. It's just there's more there's more benefit from eating the red meat. Um, and I know a lot of people will hear that and say, well, doesn't that cause cancer? That's been pretty much debunked. Um, and then there's just so much bad research as far as what veganism and vegetarian does. And it's not supposed to be... Uh, you know, animal versus, you know, animal world versus or carnivore versus vegans. It's not that. It's more of this is looking out for the health. Um, very few people, specifically without supplementing, can get away with being vegan or vegetarian for a long time, a long period of time. And a lot of times it, it takes supplementation to really be healthy. Uh, a lot of the times when we go on some of these more extreme diets, the benefit does come from we eliminate really shitty food. We're not eating potato chips anymore. Um, we're not eating the bread still. So is it really that you're eating all veggies and finding protein source from somewhere else? Or is it that you've eliminated a bunch of other stuff and now you're putting some nutrient-dense um, um, nutrient dense foods in there, so you know the greens and such that are promoting this, but th th the long-term is not gonna be really great for most. Um, you know, for a lot of people, they know that I went carnivore. I didn't really go carnivore because I thought that eating meat was the only way or the best way. I, I am currently, I use carnivore as my base and then I kind of dress up my plate from there. But I really went carnivore to understand the emotional and mental side of food for me. And it was something that I thought I could really jump on board with, be consistent with and stick to for a while. And I, I did it for about 30 days when I was still living in Colorado. Um, eggs, bacon, steak, um, ground, ground sirloin, um, ground chuck. Anything red meat really was, was beneficial. I had some shrimp here and there um, and butter. And, and that really helped me understand a lot of my, my tics, my relationship to foods. And it's not something that I do all the time, but I know that it's in my back pocket. And for the record, I felt truly amazing while doing that. Uh, my workouts were great. My energy was really great. I was leaning out. I, my lean body mass was, was going up. Um, I wasn't the classic skinny fat like the first time I did keto. Um, keto is another thing. I think that is a tremendous um, nutritional protocol, but I think that most people set it up pretty wrong. Um, you know, a lot of times we see 20% of your calories come from protein. I think that's a little bit misunderstood. I think that you set your protein intake pretty close to about a gram of protein per pound of body fat, and then you build up, you create that to be your 20% your of calories. Um, and the rest of the 70% about comes from fat and then some miscellaneous carbs in there. Um, still eating your veggies. I don't think it's the end all be all, but I think that there are some tremendous health benefits. I know the cancer world's experimenting with it. Um, I know that there's a lot of endurance athletes that are experimenting with it. I always felt pretty good on it. I'm not an, ex an endurance athlete. I'm, I'm kind of bouncing around. I do a lot of athletic performance stuff. Um, but it's something I also know that in the head injury world is, is seeing great results. But then you also look at hormone panels, and that really has to come down to the fat um, product in there, I believe. So it's not really the right or wrong thing. It's just what, what works best for you, what's something that's sustainable to you. 
And for most people, we try to put them on the balanced diet, the isocaloric, the, um, you know, put everything in the thirds, all three of your macros in the thirds, and then play from there. Um, for me, I, I don't measure anything, not right now, I'm not trying to be that strict, but I, I make my first um, setup of my meals is around meat or my protein. So I eat steak quite often, ribeyes and New York strips are my, my favorites, so I, I pick them up first. And then I will put in my starchy carbs if it's post-workout or pre-workout a little bit, um, and eggs, stuff like that. I get creative with pork, I like bacon, um, and at that point I eat till I'm full and then I, I eat when I'm hungry. And that seems to be working out pretty well for me. Um, I've been kind of in and out of some things in life and, and haven't really stuck to anything too well, but it has allowed me to eat consistently. And that's something all through my life that I've really struggled with. Um, even up until last year, I could go all day long without eating, and then I would binge at night pretty hardcore. Um, actually, a little bit embarrassing at times to talk about, but I would, I would, I would severely binge. Um, and this was something that now I, I look at, and I still struggle with this from time to time. But I understand. I'm much more aware of what's going on in my life when I'm doing it. It's not mindless, um, although I may still choose to indulge in it. I don't beat myself up nearly as much. I move on. I try to limit the damage, so to speak, and, and get good quality food in my body uh, as soon as possible afterwards, maybe the next meal, the next morning, whatever it might be. Um, but setting this stuff up is, is an absolutely crucial thing to do. Um, it fuels the body for performance, whether your performance is in the gym, it's in the rink or the arena, or you're just you're middle-aged or you're getting older and you're just looking at health benefits. These things will do the same for you. Um, I know a lot of people look at cholesterol and, and they're like, oh, this cholesterol is a necessary um, thing for the body. We absolutely need cholesterol in the body. You figure that um, the fat and the cholesterol that we ingest have, helps with testosterone and, and several other hormones functioning properly. Um, our cells are made up with a, a fat wall. So it's, it's crucial that we get this stuff in there and not overcomplicate it. This is a very simple way to eat. Um, breaking a habit can be very difficult, but setting yourself up is in something simple that's not overthought. So I don't think that you need to measure right away. Obviously, we started getting a little bit closer to goals or we need a little bit more specificity out of it. Yeah, sure, we, we find out what you need, um, but it's kind of like we can't marry um, blood tests all the time. I think they're good measures. We also need to understand what how you feel means. Do you feel good? Are you lethargic? Do you feel well rested? Are you sleeping better? How, is your, how are your bowel movements? Um, how's your energy? How is your training going? How's your skin? Um, all these things matter. Um, for me, I see all too much just supplementation. When I see supplements going in and out of places, it, it, there's a question mark going on. Why are you supplementing? Because I know most people are struggling with their food. And I, I mean that in a way that they're not taking it very seriously. So we shouldn't be you putting a Band-Aid on something that can be fixed with something so natural as food. Um, a lot of times creatine comes up. I don't think that creatine is um, bad. I actually think that creatine is really great and, and not even for performance benefits of the muscles. It, it is. It's been pretty much studied till we're blue in the face. But um, brain health. I think creatine, I think everybody should have that in there. But if you're having adequate uh, red meat, um, if you're hydrated well enough, your salt intake, which is a huge one right now, everybody wants to talk about uh, keeping salt down, get your salt up. Specifically, if you're an athlete or you're training hard, get your salt up. But the creatine 
I think at times can go too far and do damage in terms of performance, cramping, stuff like that. Um, I think it's important that we get it. I think it's easy to get through your food, make sure you're eating well, and then if you still feel like you can benefit from these things, then you ramp it up. Um, even your protein, I, I wouldn't marry the protein shake. Uh, obviously, it's better than nothing. You don't want nothing. Um, but understanding that your nutrition is in control of everything. Um, you, you can't do anything without your nutrition. You can't do it very well. <clears throat> we talk about accelerated adaptation. We're trying to drive adaptation in short time. Nutrition is the driver of everything. <clears throat> so it's important that we, we understand what makes us feel good. We understand why we're doing certain things and, and try to work from there. <clears throat> um, you know, simple, simple things like uh, tricks that I like to do or for whatever I'm trying to do when I'm, I'm dialed in is, is I'll take my milk, I'll, I drink raw milk, I'll just have a cup before bed. Um, sugar in it, so the lactose is the sugar, there's some brain component to it, there's some healthy brain components to it um, that, are, that help the brain. Um, the casein protein in, in, in dairy is great, so it's a slower release. Um, which I think is great for bedtime. We don't get catabolic over those eight hours if we're getting them um, or trying to. Um, so, you know, for me, that 50-50 dairy food is, is great right before bed. Um, but also just, I don't think there's like a one-hour window, but just making sure we get adequate intake of calories throughout the day, good quality calories. Um, you know, how we make up 2,000 calories throughout the day, the quality of it, I think that red meat is supreme. Um, I've had great results with it. There's people that are a lot smarter than me that have had better results with it. There's athletes that are performing out of their minds once they put red meat back into their diet if they've taken it out. I think that red meat is the king um, and it needs to be there. Um, but then we start talking about immune function. Eating this way allows us to protect the gut or enhance the gut's uh, environment. The gut being the small intestine. Small intestine is where a lot of the absorption of food takes place or nutrients takes place. Um, there's you know little, little microvilli in there, the little arm projections that, that kind of suck up these things and, and pass them through the body and through that gut wall. Um, so when we ingest something pretty poor quality into our, our body, once it gets into that small intestine, this kind of uh, wreaks havoc there, ha uh, havoc in there, and we struggle. So that whole trust your gut mentality, supply that gut with something good, and the rest of us, the rest of our body benefits cognitively too. Um, and so when you do have quality food and you, you put that gut, the small intestine into a good uh, position to function properly, um, good things happen. That is the window to our immune system. And the immune system has to do with recovery. It has to do with protecting us or fending off um, disease, whatever it might be, colds, flus, everything like that, um, cancers, everything. So. Promoting a healthy way of eating. I'm not going to sit there and say carnivore and keto is the way. I'm not I'm definitely not going to suggest that vegan and vegetarian is. If that's what you decide, then okay, let's let's find a way to do that the best we possibly can. Um, but to me, the best way to do it is to introduce your meat product and dress around that what is necessary, your fats um, and your carbs to your activity. Um, so... I felt like this was pretty scattered, but at least there's some pieces in there. It's not all in depth. It's a very simple way to eat. Um, and I would challenge, specifically after the New Year's, you know, the resolutions, if you if something went super strict, 
maybe you need a little bit more balance. You don't need to go full on carnivore. You don't need to go keto. You don't need to go low fat, high carb. Like eat a balance and understand what's going on with your nutrition. Understand what you're doing or what you need to fuel and feel your best. The whole point of this is to really understand how do I become my best self, my best human, my best athlete, whatever makes me feel good. So yeah, if vegan and vegetarian makes you feel great, then go for it. Um, but if you're trying to do that because you think that the science suggests that it's the best way to eat, the science is pretty misleading on that. Um, so with that being said, if there's anybody out there, the site will be launched soon, but you don't have to wait for then. If you're looking for fitness protocols, maybe you're looking to put on some size, lean out, you want to bodybuild, you're in season or just coming out of your season, Athletes is what I love working with, um, but we can definitely help anybody out. And we're going to start with that nutrition and sleep. It helps with recovery, helps with performance, it helps with you being your best self. Um, your sleep, Nate and I have done a podcast on that before, and I'm sure at some point in the future um, I'll be doing another one, and probably further with nutrition, but sleep is absolutely crucial too. Dark before bed, turn your phone off, turn the TV off, read a book, whatever you need to do to slow down and put yourself into a good sleep pattern get that seven to eight hours at a minimum and and that is almost more important than your next workout or whatever it might be working out is really one day one hour a day give or take you know 45 minutes whatever we're doing um the sleep and the nutrition is the rest of the day it's your health it's your longevity it's your performance it's absolutely crucial and for someone like myself that struggles with it i can definitely tell you how my workout's going to go based on how i'm eating for the most part how i've been sleeping um, it's not really rocket science in terms of understanding how am I going to perform. Uh, it can become rocket science when you start diving into it, but we're not there. We don't need to. We can eat to feel good, uh, eat till we're full, and eat when we're hungry, and be sure to trust your gut. Um, nutrition is the driver of everything. So if you have any questions, please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, shoot me an email, um, but definitely be on the lookout for... Um, the website to be coming up super pumped about that and virtual training it doesn't have to be just one-on-one -on -one in person um, we can do this virtually and get you set up with some phone calls so um, be sure uh, to look out for that hit me up and please if you can pause this or when this is over go on to iTunes five-star rate this leave a comment it's very much appreciated and also let me know if there's any other topics you want to talk about. I'm looking forward to find somebody that we can wrap about a little bit more in depth with nutrition. Um, yeah, but uh, be good, be well. Uh, keep chucking uh, along on your, your resolutions and your goals for this year. Just find a way to be your very best self. All right, we'll talk to you soon.